0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Couple XY Podcast. I'm Rosie.
1: And I'm Brian.
0: And this is the podcast where we drink... Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. Go.
0: It's not working. You can do it. There we go. And talk about stuff. It's
1: really hard to time out pulling a cork.
0: Yeah. Like if you,
1: if you start pulling too early... You didn't have it early... screwed
0: in all the way, baby. Well, I, I, really I should have given you some more time yeah. before yeah. I started.
1: Yeah. But you day. were like,
0: no, let's go ahead and start.
1: Well, well, so. well, I messed it all up. Well, if you go too deep... And it starts to, like, break the seal, then it doesn't get a good pop. So.
0: (laughs) That's what she said. I don't. Okay. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. That sounds very weird. Sexual. Very sexual. Sounds sexual somehow. Sounds, yeah, oddly sexual. Anyway.
1: (laughs) All right. So you're drinking mango cart. I'm drinking red wine. Yes. Red, red wine.
0: Red, red wine.
1: And we really don't have a subject today. (laughs) Oh, I thought we were going to do. Yeah, we're going to do that. That. um, Thing. Um, So, let's talk about our week. We'll start with that. Well,
0: first, um, please like and subscribe, rate and review, uh, tell a friend. If you want to drop us a line, you can email us at couplexypodcast at gmail.com or message us or uh, DM us or comment uh, on our Facebook page at couplexypodcast.
1: Cool. Very good. Yes. So, uh, how was your week?
0: My week's been... It's just been weird.
1: The deep freeze got us?
0: Deep freeze got us. The sickness got us. Like... I'm trying real hard to get back in my routine and, you know, get up and, uh, get up an extra hour early, and go um, do my coding uh, lessons before work and after work. And it's just been a weird week. It's just been a not a consist- consistent week, and we need to get, I need to get back in my routine.
1: So. I understand. Yeah, it's weird because we had we don't get a lot of deep freezes in the the, the deep south here, but we got we got like two days of uh, very cold weather for us, like down in the twenties. Uh, I think one day might have been the teens, and we had a couple of days where it didn't even like get above freezing, and that's very rare for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh
0: yeah, we were off for Martin Luther King Day, and then we were off again because it was so cold. Right, well, we not just off. We were working
1: from home. You worked from home. Right. I I took the day off. Um, because I was planning on hunting, but it was going to be too cold. So, like, I just was like, I'm not going to hunt. Came back home, and uh, we needed the podcast last Sunday anyway, so we did that. And, and it was weird because, like, um, you were working from home one day, and I took the day off, and then later found out I um, I took the day off, and I was, I was planning to take a vacation day. And then they were like, well, because it was so cold, if you weren't able to make it in, you just got paid to – for that day, so don't have to take nice. vacation. So basically, I planned a vacation day, and then they were like, "You got a free day, babe." I got a free day. I got a free day off my uh, company. Nice. So that was
0: that was very nice of them.
1: And um, mm. well, I mean, they were like having to delay some stuff the next day, and and I'm, I'm pretty glad I didn't have to go in. We <laughs> yeah, got some too. issues.
0: Yeah, because is where you work. Is it even climate controlled? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I work in a climate controlled area, so. It's, it's not bad.
0: Okay, that's good. I always wondered that, but I guess it would make sense. I like have, when I was in
1: the oil field, had to go, d- and I was an engineer in the oil field, so I wasn't like <coughs> um, throwing tongs and uh, 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 doing the chain and stuff like that. Yeah, you know none of that stuff. Uh, pulling pipe, none of that.
0: Uh, Again, sounds oddly sexual.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a thing called nippling up. <laughs> what is that? It's when you basically put the wellhead head on.
0: The wellhead. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, well, you your what are called BOPs, which are blowout preventers, and like basically where you drill through, where 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 the the top of the hole is, top and, of the hole? and where all the pipe goes into that hole. Okay. It, and you you nipple up.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. How do you guys like keep a straight face when you work and you? Talk like that.
1: I don't know. It just gets to be very, very easy. Like, um, on motors, um, like in motors where all the wires go into it, like a, uh, uh, not like a a car engine, but like a motor that would run like a conveyor belt or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, You have all the wires go into it. And there's usually like three sets of wires, multiple sets of wires that go into it. But you basically have three leads. and Anyway, they call it the pecker head. (laughs)
0: Why all these, why? Why do they pick these names? I
1: I really don't know. People are silly. Yeah. So um, we have some things at work we call gaylords. They're basically big boxes. Yeah, They're big boxes. They're just big boxes.
0: Gaylords.
1: Yeah, they're big cardboard boxes, and we call them a gaylord.
0: Why? (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand. Uh, This has to be a joke. (laughs) <laughs> like, it has to be some sort of inside joke. I don't get it. Um, okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of a way you could segue this, but, right, we don't... We, we
1: really th- don't have anything, so... Our let,
0: topic... Well, we're can- going.
1: I, I just... Let's ask each other a couple of questions, and I think where I want to go with this, and, and this is kind of just an open and honest, like, discussion that we're going to have, um, not really, like, researched, just more how we feel observations and I kind of want to go on two directions with it one is asking you some questions about our marriage and our relationship and how you feel and it being like you kind of giving a representation of being in your mid-30s and in marriage and how I'm you still in my early 30s okay
0: you, you're <laughs>
1: going to hit mid-ish 30s
0: Right. This I'm, year, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit 34 this year. So,
1: but, um, kind of where you you thought marriage and long term relationship would be in your 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 30s, where it actually is, like where the comparison is, like in your 20s, what you thought your 30s would be like, like mm-hmm. where where would your marriage be? How would marriage look to you when you're younger, and how is it looking to you now? and kind of compare and contrast and give some some kind of some, some a little bit of detail on what you know you can look forward to in your 30s and and you're a little bit different because you, we you don't have any children. Right. I have a child but she's a teenager. She's you know 17. She's yeah, basically, she's, almost she's gone. grown. Yeah. So it's
0: almost out and about and on her way to do her own it's thing.
1: It's not like right now and there's a lot of people that are your age who you know probably throughout the nation are either just having their first kid or still maybe not had their first kid yet
0: or on their fourth or fifth kid now
1: <laughs> more in the deep south we we tend to impregnate our women early yep and that is a trend and so for us we actually have people who are your age and their kids are teenagers
0: yes which is very weird
1: and so they're almost starting their second life now
0: mm-hmm. I have a I work with, I have a coworker who's in her mid forties and she's a grandmother. Mm-hmm. So um, it's very, very weird. And her and I actually we have a lot in common and like she's one of my favorite people at work. Um, and it's just very funny that I like I, I identify with a a grandma. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not that old yet, but okay. Well,
1: you do like knitting. <laughs>
0: I like crocheting. Crochet, yeah. whatever. And I, I, I'm teaching myself to knit too. Um, knitting is a little bit; it takes more finesse. But mm. Anyway, um, okay. Uh, yeah, um, I'm going to uh, confess a couple of things. I think. Okay. Um, first, wh- wh- do you want to start first? No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay. First thing I want to confess, which is, which is, you know, not. Serious. <laughs> actually it might be the only thing i confess because i don't know what else I would, I would confess anyway um i aside from that one song i don't like the airborne toxic event okay and i'm sorry yeah i tried real hard tried real hard to like get into him but i don't like him okay okay now you confess something
1: i don't like coheed and Cambria.
0: okay So you went. We
1: don't like each other's favorite bands. No,
0: we don't. We have a very similar sort of eclectic taste in music, but when it comes to our favorite bands, they're both like they're very specific, Mm -hmm. a a very niche, niche, yeah, sort of sound. And yours is more on the lighter side, and mine is definitely on the heavier side. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's very interesting. And I think it's funny that, you know, we, ha- like, we have playlists. Most of our playlists are, y- we can listen to all of them together, except for your country playlist. Yes. Um, but other than that, like, we, we have very similar musical tastes, but we just can't stand our favorite bands, each other's favorite bands. That's sad. Anyway, you went to a Coheed and Cambria concert with me, so I will go to an Airborne Toxic Event concert with you.
1: Okay. I, I, I don't know if I'd, be, if I'd go see them in concert. I don't think it's a concert that would be awesome. Unless, like, if the tickets were very reasonably priced, I would do it. Like, under $50, I would mm-hmm. do it. But I wouldn't pay, like, $120 or anything like that to go see them. Um, just because I don't feel like the venue and the people would be worth the feel of that concert. You know, if, and I, I, I go to very few concerts, mm-hmm. but it is an emotional uh, investment when you go to a good concert. Yes. And we went to Coheed of Cambria and we sat on the hill.
0: Right, I should have taken you down, and we could have, you know, vibed we, and mosh. Yeah, a little we bit.
1: didn't. It, it was harder, and you enjoyed it, and this was your concert. Right, so and we did what you. This was
0: like my fifth or sixth time seeing them, and it was my birthday, and I was just like,
1: yeah, you. We let's did just chill. You did how you wanted to do it, and that's fine. That's not my band,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: it was more important for you to enjoy the that experience to the maximum than for me to enjoy that experience to the maximum because even. Whatever would happen, you know, I wasn't going to get the same thing out of it. Mm-hmm. But there are other bands out there that I feel, and, and we were watching some stuff this morning on um, on YouTube because um, I, I found a... Um, uh, a, uh, uh, a
0: YouTuber called The Charismatic Voice. Yes. Um, that's a YouTube channel name. And it's basically a uh, an opera singer slash... Voice, music teacher, voice, voice coach, tutor, voice coach, something like that, who analyzes, um, listens to all these different uh, genres and all these different uh, singers and analyzes their technique. And she's really,
1: she's fun. She's infectious. She's, she, she genuinely loves listening to this yeah, stuff. Yeah, she,
0: she loves what she does. She loves music. She loves the science behind singing. It's really, it's really fascinating how much she's fascinated by it.
1: It's fun to watch her. It is fun. And uh, especially when she gets excited and she gets excited a lot. She does. But she had done Coheed and Cambria and I knew they were your favorite band. So I like, I was like, showed you this this morning and you geeked out to them and um, told me some cool stuff about their um, graphic novels and um, a few other things. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's, it's cool. I, I, you know, very much tuned in and listened to you. I, I I made a conscious effort to do that.
0: You did, yes, <laughs> which I appreciate, and I knew that you were doing that because I'm like, this is, this is my nerdy time, and I know that he is not into this, but it's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I made a um, – and I guess that's part of what, like, I'm starting to experience in marriage and rediscover is I need to plug into you, and I don't do that enough.
0: I don't think either one of us does it enough.
1: I think it's very hard as you are married. and, and or, Now, we've been married a year, but we've been in a relationship for four years. Mm-hmm. So, and when I say a relationship, we've been in a relationship where we've lived together for four years because we started living together so quickly.
0: Right. I would say we've lived together for three and a half years. Okay. Um, just to... Give it a
1: seemed bit. like it, it wasn't like a week and a half later that you were staying at it, my house every it night. It wasn't a
0: week and a half later. What oh, was it was
1: like two weeks later. Oh,
0: God. Yeah, okay. But the, the circumstances were, you know, not dire, but they were not ideal for where I was living and all that. So, um, yeah. So you kind of, like, rescued me from a situation mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, or a lot, because that's exactly what you did. Um, so...
1: So part of, like, the experience that we're coming from is it as we've been together, married for one year, and we we never lived together beforehand. It's almost like we've both lived, we lived together for almost, almost right at four years now. So um, there is or about four and a half years now. Yeah, three.
0: more than our, um, our first anniversary for, like, how long, how long was we've been ox- together. is ox- Halloween, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's been four four ish years yeah uh
1: over four years four and a quarter i guess Mm -hmm. but we we so we're coming at this from a side where you're almost getting toward that that lull period in a relationship where it can be uh when you start taking each other for granted
2: yes
0: and
1: you kind of start like um just living life you've rut you've fallen fallen into
0: this routine yeah that's very comfortable
1: so uh I, I made a conscious effort today to when you were talking to me, not not have the phone out just have totally engaged in what you're saying to me mm-hmm. and and so that as as our our fourth year goes into it, is something I need to become more conscious about and try to do better with is is being engaged with you on things that interest you so that you become more and more engaging because it's very hard to be engaging with your partner when you don't think they care about what you, what you're saying.
0: Right. Yeah. And yeah, I'm at fault for that. um, Whenever you talk about football, I know. And I, I'm going to try harder. Like First of all, I know nothing about football. Mm-hmm. Um, we were watching Ted Lasso the other night, and you went on this little, almost a little rant about something about football. Well,
1: it was it, this year, the the uh, <coughs> Kansas City Chiefs lost a game mm-hmm. uh, because their wide receiver had lined up offsides. And, Patrick, and I don't know what that means. Patrick Mahomes was complaining about it in the press conference that it didn't really matter that he had lined up barely offsides and that the refs should have uh, given him basically a break on that one, and he cost him the game. And my my issue with it is this. Patrick Mahomes and every quarterback worth their salt, if they can catch a, a defensive lineman running off the field, even though that guy could be like two steps away from the sidelines, if they snap the ball, it's, a, it's an automatic penalty for 12 men on the field, and they get a free play that they can just chunk the ball downfield and maybe get a pass interference, maybe get a touchdown. Whatever happens, happens. But the guy two steps off the field, obviously running off the field does not affect the play either. But you don't mind taking that penalty, but the one that that hurt you, you're going to complain about. So that, that was my only thing. It was like I hate like when people are bitchy about something. And, and, and people all over the nation are kind of bitchy about this. All, all like Kansas City Chiefs fans are mad. And fandoms are like that.
0: Okay, and see that was that was an exercise in me staying engaged and like looking at you and listening yeah. to what you're actually saying, even though I don't understand the majority of the football terms and lingo mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we're we're. St- I think it's like we're starting to realize, while we do have a lot in common, we ha- we are very different people.
2: Yes.
1: Um, Uh, communication can sometimes be issues, especially with me. I am, I'm blunt and I come off a lot more abrasive and aggressive, um, than I mean to. And, and I don't know how to dial that back. See, that's the funny thing. I don't know how to dial that back. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not yelling at you, but if, if I talk to you and it is something that I need to speak to you and it is, especially if it's, if it's negative, you know, not if it's something, it, it can be literally me just expressing my feelings so that we don't fall in. So I, I can get them out and not pin them up. But to you, you feel like you're getting criticized. Right. And I don't know how to talk to you where you don't feel criticized when I'm criticizing you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not a criticism that's trying to be mad. It's literally like, like if you come to me and you say, these are my feelings, you know, this is, I, I need you to do this because I'm feeling this way, I have to be receptive to that. I should be receptive to that. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you are criticizing me because what I'm doing is not good.
0: Right, and so I think we're both challenged to, like, to actually listen to criticism and accept that we aren't going to do things the right way all the time. Um, we had a we had a hard conversation last night, which is kind of like what spurred this. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's <clears throat> there is. Um, I guess this is another confession. Like I've never been in a I've been in long long term relationships five years four years, um, where circumstances just never got around to like them proposing or whatever, um, and I have never been with a partner who is as I'm trying to think of a way to say this where you it, can
1: be blunt. Like, we're in a really good place right now. Okay. So you can be very blunt.
0: I've never been in a relationship with someone who is as demanding as you. Okay. Um, I, uh, and this may be, part of it may be because I am almost a totally different person on medication than off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, before my diagnosis, I was neurotic, and um, I, uh, I, I, like almost, I almost had like you know, I was compulsive. I had, uh, I I, feel, I felt like I had like some, some OCD traits where I would like habitually and constantly clean things. Um, like I remember this one instance, uh, <clears throat> I was in the shower. Um, And I just happened to be in the shower with the guy that I was with at at that point in time. We weren't doing anything, but I started cleaning the shower. Mm. And he stopped me, he's like, you are not cleaning right now. You're not cleaning the shower right now. Like, you just need to be here and wash yourself (laughs) and like enjoy being in the shower. Um, So yeah. Uh, Which, that part of me you may have liked more than how I am now, which is I'm a little I'm I don't get as many like frantic bursts of energy as often as I used to. And it's only when I have those bursts of energies that those that those bursts of energy where I can clean the whole house in a day. And <clears throat> And I feel like, like, maybe, like, that is, that's letting you down.
1: It's not, uh, and, and I understand what you're saying. Like, I just, I, I feel like you have this thought process where you have to be 100% or 0%. You, you have, like, you, you have, like, drive and stop, and that's it there's no accelerator that makes you go half speed. Mm. And so me, I'm like, I'm a, I'm a marathon runner, you know, I'm Mm. always doing something because there's always something that needs to be done, but it's not, I'm not expending myself to where I'm exhausted. I just kind of grind through, you know, Yeah, I'm a grinder. I, and, um, so it's like I, I don't mind continuously doing, like, the little work things and stuff like that um, sometimes. And you've seen this. When I actually have a task that I have to do, I get I do get very frustrated, especially if I'm not good at that task, like putting in a new dishwasher or, and stuff like that. You know, yeah. when things don't work out for me on those, I get very <coughs> frustrated and very, like, um, hard on myself. Mm-hmm. But like as far as what goes on throughout the day, I I'm okay with okay I'm gonna go cut the grass and work for 20 minutes, especially during the the, the heat of the summer. I'll go outside, I'll walk 20 30 minutes, go come in, hang out, you know, a little bit later on I get up, go do it again. I don't have to I don't have to look at a project anymore, especially around the house because it's, it's just never ending for me, mm-hmm. and say I have to complete I have to do this from start to finish. Um. Yeah, some things, some things I'm trying to get better at on that, um, which is laundry, mm-hmm. um, because that is a, a, a complaint that you have about me, is that I don't finish the laundry. So I try to do better at that, although I know I left some clothes out the other day, but I think I folded them. You folded them. And, and then we, ha- we were eating dinner, mm-hmm. and then I had work. Right. For the next two days. And 12 hours is a hard hard thing to do a whole lot with. And especially because I try to work out after I work for 12 hours. Right. So my, my, my days are very hard to get, like, where I have extra time to do the little things.
0: Right. So where you and I differ is, yeah, you're a marathon runner and you're, like, you, you plan on finishing a task, but you take breaks in between. Mm-hmm. When I do a task, I don't take breaks. Like, I have to finish it. Right. If I stop, I'm not going to finish it. And,
1: you know, I'm okay with, like, getting a task and getting to a certain point and stopping and then starting a new task. You know, again, it just never feels like I have to. I say that, like, depending on the task. Mm -hmm. You know, if um, I get up and I start vacuuming and then I stop because... I don't know, whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And um, I got to unplug it and move it to the other side of the house. And I'm just like, I don't really feel like vacuuming this side of the house right now. So I'll just be like, I'll come back and get it later. And either I get it or I don't. At least I vacuumed half the house is my thinking. And I'm kind of okay with that thought process. And I don't think you are at that point.
0: No. Um, When I vacuumed the house, except I did actually, I did that last night. I vacuumed the high the high traffic areas. Mm-hmm. I didn't vacuum any of the bedrooms. Um, <clears throat> my main pet peeve about the vacuuming is not that you don't vacuum the entire house. It's that either the vacuum is left out in the middle with the cord everywhere, or it's in the spare room with the fucking cord everywhere.
1: <laughs> You're very <laughs> much on this cord.
0: Yes. The cord has to be... Wrapped up properly <laughs> and stored away, like the vacuum can't just be in the middle of somewhere not being used. <laughs> and I'm totally serious about this, and I don't know why you're laughing.
1: I don't. I don't know why it doesn't bother me. Like of all my, it bothers own, me so much. Of all my little idiosyncrasies, that is just not one of them. I don't care. I don't know why. It's so weird. Our little things that 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 trip us up and don't trip us up. Right. Mine. Mine are towels. Towels have to be folded a certain way.
0: Okay, and I have attempted to fold them the your you, way. You
1: do you do well, but like to me, like it's just you can't have messy towels. You gotta like fold your towels a certain way so they all fit and everything's good. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I, I that's 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 where <laughs> I come from. So we all have our little things, you know. We all have those little idiosyncrasies. Those little, there. It's not OCD because OCD is is an actual you know disorder. Right. This is just your particulars I guess is yes. the best way to explain it your your little particular things that
0: yes unfortunately I'm a lot like my mother at that in that aspect is that I have I have things that are like things have everything in the house has its place and when it's not in that place it's like a it's like a little like ding to my psyche you know it's like a oh I hate that I need to move it so I don't know what that's called but that's a thing I have. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and then when, you know, it's somebody, it's the other person who left it there and you have to pick it up after a couple of times. It just starts to be that Yes. That every time you do it, you get kind of a little pissed off about it.
0: Mm-hmm. I,
1: I, I get that. Okay. I get so
0: my thing for you is the spray bottle in the bathroom. That I
1: put in the thing now.
0: Okay, good. Because for a while you weren't putting it in the thing.
1: But you told me and I made an adjustment.
0: Okay, cool. Thank you. I'm sorry. I didn't notice.
1: Exactly. You haven't noticed it out. So you haven't been pissed.
0: <laughs> exactly. So I haven't thought about it. You haven't like, thought about when it. When things are put in their place, I don't have to think about them. And, I ha- and therefore, I have room in my brain to think about more important things. So it's like, like the way my, uh, our brains work differently. They really do. Um, every time my sister sends me a, a video about ADHD and how she's like, this is exactly me, like, I watch it, and I'm and like, 98% of that is also me. So I'm like, do I just have ADHD and I've never been diagnosed? Like, am I bipolar and hyper, and, and you know, just not dyslexic? Um, <laughs> and uh, attention deficit? Um, am I also, like, on the spectrum, what is going on? Like, all all these things mm. that, like, I... I don't I, I don't have a name for I just ha- there's just certain things certain ways that I think certain things that I do, and certain particulars that I have.
1: I think it's a, a funny like thing where you've you've given me things that are things that you don't like, and I make a conscious effort to change them. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has been an ongoing thing like for our entire relationship. Like I used to never put the entire toilet seat down and now i put it down every time
0: i never asked you to do that though
1: uh i think you did Did yeah so like um like you put the lid down not just the seat you put the lid down
0: yeah i think i told you i i may have asked you to do that because you to put the lid down it's more hyper it's more um uh, hygienic to put the lid down before you flush because i've seen videos of this and it's kind of gross like the, when you flush and in the in the, in the uh, cover is up, a little spritz of water pops up and it's like that's bi- that's bacteria and nasty shit. So I like to close the lid before I flush. Okay. That is why I do that.
1: Um, yeah, so that's that was another one and the spray bottle and understanding that you have a little thing on there that, that you like to keep in a certain way. So I'm like, okay, you know, these are things that I need to do. And uh, I try to do them. I try to, to uh, listen to you. I know I'm bad about the the vacuum cleaner. I'll get better on that. One of the problems with the vacuum cleaner is the, the closet we keep it in is my work clothes closet.
0: Mm-hmm. But there's really no other place to put it.
1: And here's the thing. Just like it's your pet peeve to have to put it there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's my pet peeve for every time I have to get a shirt out of there that I have this damn thing in my way.
0: Okay. So we need to place it in a way where it's not... In the way of your clothes.
1: Yeah, I don't know if there's an, a way to do that. I
0: think if we turn it to the side. Fascinating
1: think, yeah. radio we got going right now.
0: <laughs> I think that's how we that's how we fix that problem. Okay. Because we push it to the back, we turn it to the side.
1: But yeah, that's that Drink that hands. that is my uh where where my um my point of rage comes in. <laughs> like your point of rage is it being left out. My point of rage is every time I get a shirt I gotta knock into it.
0: <laughs> okay. Or we can just move everything, we can push it to the corner and move everything to the other side. Anyway, there are solutions to this. <laughs> um, okay, so I've been kind of ragging on you. What's, what's things that I do that drive you crazy?
1: Well, I mean, um, my biggest thing with you is, like, I know you're more capable than what you show yourself to be. In uh, terms of what? In terms of like just living or being, living in a house. Okay. You know, living in a house as an adult, you have to be capable of doing a lot of different stuff. You start to, you wear more and more hats as time goes on. And certain things like are, um, the hats that I wear are kind of the handyman and the fix-it and as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Um, But... You know, you can also start to wear those hats, too. You can wear the hat of, I'm going to hang these pictures up. I'm going to do this. I can do, you know, if I want something changed in this house, I should be, you should be able to, to bring that with you. Not it always being a thing where I'm the leader of the project. Gotcha. Like, you can – because I think that you have all that capability. And even if you don't have that capability, I might ha- not have that capability either. And maybe we learn that capability together. You know, we we, we may never um, – we might not be perfect, but I, I, I think together we are smart enough and we are able to, like, YouTube and we can figure out stuff, mm-hmm. whether it's flooring, whether it's painting walls, whether it's whatever – you want to do next. There's just sometimes when I'm like, she should be capable to do this. Even in the sense of cooking, you should be able to cook. And you're like, well, I'm not as good a cook as you. And I'm like, I, nobody taught me to cook. I just fucking Googled shit. (laughs) I I literally go like, I'm making chicken and dumplings. tonight. You know how I learned how to make chicken and dumplings. I Googled it one day.
0: Okay. That's it.
1: (laughs) And I was like, Oh, I think I could do that. And I started doing it. And I messed up occasionally. I think there's just a basis of cooking that you have to get down, which is like how to brown meat mm-hmm. and how to make a gravy. I make a hell of a gravy. Right. And I don't know. My dad says I do that so well, and he doesn't do it very well. I'm like, I don't understand how you don't do this well. Well, <laughs> like, to me, like, making a gravy is just so easy. And, right. and my gravies are good. Like, in, in the south, um, in Louisiana, we, we make a lot of meat with gravy. I, I get did y'all didn't well. You came from Southern parents, but in the Midwest, is that really a thing? My
0: dad never made his own gravy. I don't think. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think back what we had gravy on.
1: Like y'all, did y'all eat a lot of rice and gravy?
0: We had a lot of black-eyed peas and rice, and red beans and rice, and yeah. cornbread, but there wasn't really a gravy attached so to. So
1: there really. wasn't like a meat. Like, like, yeah, I take, I take a, and a... The
0: meat was usually, like, pork chops or... Well, like,
1: I cook pork, pork steaks and gravy.
0: Right. They're, yeah, they're, it was just, like, the the juices. It wasn't actually a gravy Okay. Gravy. Like, so, yeah, my dad didn't make, like, a gravy to go with it. It was just, like, the juices that would, that are left in the pan from the pork. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: But my, my but I make an actual gravy. Mm-hmm. And so, I brown your meat. And,
0: and like, and... <sighs> I don't know how it was with you, well, when you, when you were growing up, I don't know how often like you and your dad sat down and had dinner together.
1: Oh, through high school, I sat at a table and ate alone every night.
0: A alone, okay. Yeah, and that was kind of my thing too. Like, I, like starting at age 14, I had an after school job and I would be, I wouldn't get home until like nine or 10 usually.
1: Well, my dad didn't care to eat at the table because he was like going to watch TV or whatever. Yeah. And um, it just wasn't his thing.
0: That is one thing that... This might have been because of my mom. We never ate in the living room. Yeah. So we almost We had always to eat in the kitchen. <laughs> we
1: always eat in the living room now. Yeah. Um but um my stepmom would make me eat at the table and then they would eat in the living room.
0: It's fucking weird. I know. You guys had enough TV trays, right? Yeah. Okay. And that's the thing. We never had TV trays. She, she was my- She was a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. I she was a bitch. I, um, I
1: didn't like my step, that stepmom very mm-hmm.
0: much. Yeah, I think the worst insult you ever gave me was that something I did remind you of the way your stepmom did something or that it was triggering yeah. for you. Because it reminded you of your stepmom. And I was like, oh shit, this is bad. Um, I don't even remember what that was now. Do you? No, I don't. Okay. But I mean,
1: I got punished for like not closing the bread and not like uh, cleaning a pot correctly. She yelled at me one time because I, I, I was mowing the grass and blew it in the wrong direction. Um, her and my father's relationship really deteriorated, and at one point he's told me as an adult he's like, "I'm sorry," said I fucked you on that one. Mm. He's like, "I would," he would just leave. He would go fishing for like leave
0: you and her alone. Yeah, You.
1: And she was just in just a horrible mood. Yeah, because their their marriage was falling apart. Yeah, and
0: he w- and your dad was gone.
1: And my dad was just like, "I'm out the door. I'm going fishing."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sad he didn't take you with him. Yeah.
1: Well, that's because um, I don't think he was always fishing.
0: Oh. Oh. Oh? Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. All right. All
1: right. Sometimes the boat didn't look like it had been in the water.
0: Okay. Gotcha. <clears throat> All right. Um, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, me – so, I would – Most of the time I would be snacking, I'd either have lunch at work, dinner at work, or I'd come home and I would, I would just make something real quick. Mm -hmm. Um, And our, our family dinners stopped really early in my, in my childhood. So, um, yeah, it was, it was like, I was making like sandwiches and, um eating cereal or soup or open up opening up cans of stuff. We were a can family. Ah, okay. <laughs> so
1: So let me ask you this. Um uh kind of getting away from that a little bit. Uh did we ever do an episode on our love languages? I feel like we have. We did, yes. Okay, so we've talked about our love languages before. Did we? Did we drop that episode, or was we that did. one of the ones? Okay, I didn't know if that was one of the beta testings no, that we that's, did. No,
0: that is that's one of our top ones.
1: Okay, so um, I know my love language is acts of service. Mm-hmm. Yours is, I think, uh, a touch or a words of affirmation, maybe.
0: Um, physical touch and words of affirmation. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: and then I think my third is acts of service.
1: Okay. So it's, it's one of, I think, our issues that we have, I, I don't I know it's my issue, is I don't know always how to give you your love language.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: Um, and for you, I think it's very hard for you to give me my love language because you're tired. Right. My love language involves effort and your love language involves effort too and i think what, where where this kind of where we have to very much be careful and, and and thoughtful about this is that both of the love languages that we need from the other one taxes the other one a lot in what they aren't good at yours is like physically having energy mine is emotionally having energy
0: right yeah yeah and that sucks Um, as far as acts of service goes do you mean like just doing stuff around the house
1: yeah it's like just you know cooking like every time you cook I'm so appreciative of it and 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 I don't I try to say that and express it but I don't know if it comes across how important it is when a woman cooks for a man like when you cook for your man I
0: hate that I hate the way you just said that Eh. I hate that because it makes me feel like I'm back in the fucking Stone Age. Okay. Well, whatever you want to say. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't know. There was There's a TikTok where a guy is like, uh, he shows a, 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 a pot of uh, beef stroganoff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and it's like some bread or something it like hamburger that. Helper, ha- hamburger helper? Hamburger yeah. helper. Yeah. It's basically hamburger helper. Mm-hmm. And he's like, guys, you just work 12 hours and come home to this. What do you think? And the guy pops up. He's like, I'm happy as hell. <laughs> there is no amount. I'm going to eat two helpings of that, and be so happy that she cooked me a dinner. Right. She did. She had all this other stuff going on in her life, and she stopped to to make something for me. And that bread, I'm going to put some butter on that, and I'm going to make me a freaking hamburger helper sandwich, and I'm going to love the hell out of that, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so here's the problem. Um, here's the problem with our schedules right now is... My my usual what I was doing until we got deflected by the by the cold by the sickness and the cold and everything. My usual um, routine is getting to work at seven a.m., doing an hour of uh, coding lessons, working for eight hours, then staying for an extra hour and doing another hour of coding lessons, and then if I have the energy, I go to the gym with you. Mm-hmm. And then we come home and we're like, "What the fuck?" Trying are we- to
1: scramble to get food on the table,
0: right? And it's it's almost it's already like close to nine o'clock, right? So, I think what has to happen in order for us in order for you to get your action service, in order for me to get, in order for me to do that to be able to have the energy to do that for you, is I have to get up, and, and in order for me to like actually exercise and keep myself in some sort of good condition so that I don't just like turn into my father um, is to get up another, get up two hours early, do an hour of yoga or something in the morning or go to the gym at the break of dawn, not even at the break of dawn, Mm -hmm. but in the dark, in the fucking dark and do something for an hour and then go to work and do that whole thing, and then come home and immediately start cooking dinner.
1: Right. So, and that's a lot. That's way too much. I mean, I, I know it's I don't, too much.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't see another. I don't see another right, way.
1: Right, right. And I'm not asking you to do that. I, I'm not going to ask you to do that because that. And I,
0: think, I know you like it when I go to the gym with you.
1: That I think is too much. I think what what you're what you just described is too much for you. Mm-hmm. There are probably women out there who can do that. Yeah. And that's fine. Those are, those women or those women. That is not you, and I'm not asking you to do that. What my biggest thing is, and, and actually we're about to get back into this because my schedule is about to change again, and I'm going back to work in weekends for the first time in a year.
0: Which is going to suck.
1: Yeah. I, I'm not happy about this. Yeah. I didn't like going back to 12s. I liked working 8s. I
0: was so happy when you were working 8s. You were so I, much better. I,
1: I was so much happier when I worked yeah. 8s. I really was. Um That's something. This is the the schedule I work, the shift work schedule is hard on a body and a mind. Mm -hmm. And it's hard on you as my partner. And I apologize for that. It's just what I have, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But when I worked eights, five eights, I had, had, first off, a lot of times I worked five tens, which was still better than five twelves. Right. Like I have no problem with, like I've worked twelves for so long that tens feel like a breeze. Yeah. Whereas tens feel hard for you. Mm-hmm. Tens are a uh, I get off in ten hours instead of eight, uh, twelve hours. I'm like, I got two extra hours. I don't have to rush to go to the gym. Right. I can get a good workout at the gym and then I can go home and cook. And I can still get in bed and be up and ready to go tomorrow morning. Right. Just two extra hours.
0: Twelve hours twelve hour shifts are stupid. Yeah. When you have day. twelve hour shifts are unreasonable and should not be legal.
1: Yeah. They they are bad. And but my thing is okay. So during this time period, where I'm going to be working two weekends a month, because um, I'll have two weekends off, two weekends on. Those those four days are the days I expect or would like. I shouldn't say expect because that's that's the wrong attitude to have. Yes. Uh, those are the days I would like you to cook.
0: Are those four days that you work on
1: weekends? On weekends. On weekends. Okay i uh, Am not talking about doing the week? Because I understand you have your own thing. If you can get to it on a weekday, it is lanyap. It is great. It is wonderful.
0: What's that word you just said? Lanyap. What the fuck is that? Extra. Is that some Cajun word? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah. So. Um,
1: but those other days are the days that I'm like, okay, these are the days where you were off all day. Yeah, and two of those days I'm gonna be sleeping all day, which I understand. You're trying to be quiet when I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. I don't think you understand how dead I am to the world when I sleep. <laughs>
0: okay, okay, yeah, I do remember. I uh, I made a very very loud noise in the kitchen once, and you didn't stir.
1: Yeah, and if I do, I'll just kind of come out and look at you, and then I'll just go back to bed.
0: Yeah, don't do if, that. even if Please that. don't do. That. <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't even move, and you and I asked you if you heard, and you said no. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. So, and I f- and that's totally reasonable. Um, and I will, I will do that. That's that's sh- that should be no problem for me. Yeah. Um, and like at this point, what what sucks is that what has sucked about our relationship is that I started in a really bad place, mm-hmm. like really bad. <laughs> And I apologize for that. And um, and you put up with so much from me, from my mother, from other people, um, and you didn't you didn't leave. Yeah. So that means a lot to me.
1: Well, I mean it was it was my job to not leave. Like I wasn't going to leave you out there. I wasn't going to leave you hanging out there because you needed somebody. And you know, I just happened to be that person who was in the whose whose own like trauma has prepared me for you. <laughs> You know, it sounds kind yeah, of yeah, and it's, it,
0: it sounds weird. It
1: sounds weird, but everything I've been through in my life has helped me be able to deal with how you were at the beginning of our relationship, and not run away.
0: Yeah, because I mean, like, I wouldn't have blamed you if you had.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I always
1: said I was never going to go through it again. I was never going to go through it again, but I couldn't not. I couldn't put you in a bad situation. Yeah. Between love or not love, it was just I couldn't put another human being into that bad situation. So you just happened to find the one person who could probably just deal with it.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. And we're together. <laughs> and we're still together, and things are better now. Like, I think i um, I think I have done a complete, like, 180. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so things are definitely a lot easier for me to do now than they were three years ago. Um, so just like living, living is easier. Being a person is easier, um, which is why I think it, at this point, if I really, if I could really motivate myself to do it, I could get up an extra hour and work out in the mornings. I'm not there today, <laughs> but... I might be there maybe next month or something, a couple months. I don't know. Um, Because that's really the only way. Like, I'm not a morning person, and it sucks. But that's really the only way I'm going to see that I'm going to get consistent um, workout, Mm -hmm. consistent exercise, because I don't always have the energy to to, to go to the gym with you after work.
1: I think another point of contention that we have is that I want you to work out, not because I am unhappy with your body or how you look. I want you to be healthy mm-hmm. and I don't want your body to go through significant changes Um because you are getting a little bit older mm-hmm. and everything's going to be a little bit different. And I don't want you to get so far behind that you lose even the will to try to claw yourself, like try to have a healthy body.
2: Right.
1: Like right now, I think we, neither <laughs> one of us have the healthiest body in the world. Um, and, and that's me. <laughs> like 100%. I'm on that train. But I just want us both to try to work toward keeping that healthier body, help that healthier lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And part of what I need from you is especially in eating to be healthier because I am not a very healthy eater.
0: Right. And that, that has been the thing is that, like, you – like, we're, fuck, we're about to have chicken and dumplings tonight. It's like when you dictate the meals – they're not healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they're hearty. <laughs> they're hearty, and they're great for winter, but not for our not for our, overlo- our overlo- not health. for our waistlines. Not for our waistlines, no. Um, and I mean, I <laughs> what sucks is that I am at the weight that I'm at because of depression, mm. not because of laziness.
1: Yeah, but see, the, the thing is, is like. It's so hard when you are depressed, um, and I don't think you're depressed now. I don't think you were previously depressed. Maybe you are a little depressed now, and you just aren't saying anything to me. Um, um, but I think you always have a depression about you.
0: I do. I'm. I'm. I am that kind of bipolar that is like a downer. Yeah, and so, I'm working on that. Um, so,
1: so it's a little hard. It's hard to motivate a depressed person.
0: Yes. Um, but I'm not like, I'm I'm not, I'm definitely not where I was when you first met me. Right. Because that was that was bad. Um and part of it is the part of it, like none of it has anything to do with you. Mm. Like a lot of it is my own, my own self-deprecation of the fact that of of everything that I everything that I fucked up and and my anger at not getting my diagnosis sooner and all this other stuff, and the fact that we live in the asshole of America. Yeah. That always brings me down, and I try really hard not to think about that. But we don't live in a beautiful place. No. And that affects me very much. Um, yeah,
1: because your vacation self is a lot better of a person.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like
1: they, it, it's it's night and day.
0: Yeah. Or Oregon me Jamaica me like i am so i'm such like an i'm such a nature person and i'm i'm so like you i you don't you don't see it
1: our nature is just different down yeah,
0: here yeah yeah it's and it's just it's not when i think of like beautiful places i mean like like beautiful places for people to live and work and go and mm-hmm. even like going to the grocery store stuff like that like like in i i went mm-hmm. My last apartment um, before I moved on here was in Sugar Creek, Missouri, and that was a beautiful place. It was this little village, honestly, in between Independence and Liberty, Missouri, and it had this stream, and it had all this wildlife. Like, I would look outside, and there was a deer. Mm-hmm. There would be a deer walking um, across the road from me, and there was this hill and this um, this woodland, these wooded areas that these deer would just kind of poke out of, like, early in the morning and then go back, like, I'd see coyotes, like, yeah, you don't, we don't have that here, and, or we just, we just don't have it where we live right now, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to make you feel bad about that, because we have a good house, you've provided for me. Um,
1: Yeah, that's, that is always a hard thing for a man, is when, like, you try to provide something, and Mm -hmm. it Feels like you've come up short, and and so I it's that is another thing that's like one of our places of like contention is like I really do try to provide I'm a provider, mm-hmm. and so it's just very hard like it's 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 hard when someone's not satisfied with what's provided to them, you know,
0: mm-hmm. and that's not your fault. Yeah, I know. Like, like I, and, the, and it's just, it's, it's so different down here. The wildlife is so different. There's not as many squirrels. Like, there's just, like, little things that I remember that were part of my everyday life that was really beautiful in a way that I don't get down here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that, that weighs on me, and that sucks, and it's not your fault. And I'm trying to figure out how to remedy that. Yeah. And the fact that it's, like, I want to go on, I, I would like to go on hikes. I mean, you and I have different definitions of what a hike is. Right. <laughs> I would like to go on walks, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through Kisachi or something like that. Um, but, and there's only, there's, like, just a small, such a small time frame for us to do that where, mm. The, per, the weather is perfect. Yeah, we,
1: we have a very small window here. Um, but that brings up another kind of interesting, like, dynamic between us, which is when we are right, – so we talked about how, like, you, like you're, ta- you're task-oriented to completion. Right. And I have more of a fluid <coughs> type of thought process. But in an outside world, I am so task-driven. Right. Like, it's really crazy because, like, when we hike, I don't hike for fun. I hike to complete a task. Which is weird. I hike because I have to get to (laughs) this point to camp. That is so weird. I have to hike. Yeah, there's pretty things along the way, but it is a drive and a determination to go. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the outside world. My home is not that, but everything else is this drive and this determination where you have to go, you have to push yourself, you have to push hard, like it, Whether it, like, look at how I work out,
2: you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Um. Yes, and this that that my mind is completely different is the opposite.
1: Mm-hmm. Like your outside is more of a free and willing and open outside yeah like like
0: nature for me is like time to relax right there's nothing else to do i can take my time because the rest of the rest of my life you know work and try to get shit done at home so that i can get to the nothing to the point where i can do what i want like i can read or watch tv or or death scroll on tiktok whatever i want to do i'm finishing those tasks as quickly as possible so i can get to the nothing um,
1: maybe because I feel like I'm never gonna finish all my task at home is why <laughs> I like like I never feel like it's gonna be done.
0: Every morning I wake up with a to do list in my head. Hmm, that's nice. No, it's not.
1: No, oh. well,
0: because like that. Like if you ever your anxiety for so me. So
1: if you ever listen to Jocko, he says like before you go to bed, you should write your to do list down.
0: That's fucking psychotic and <laughs> not healthy.
1: Like like he's like to be successful. Now he's not saying that you have to do your to do list. Maybe mm-hmm. like things come up, things happen. You have to be flexible, but it gives you your start of your day where you are in a – you're not in neutral. You're in drive, and you're going to go forward.
0: Here's my problem with that. Bedtime is sacred. There is such a chronic problem with insomnia in this country that it is hard enough for adults to fall asleep. And adding on top of that, making your to-do list right before you go to bed that sounds horrible
1: i'm gonna flip it a little bit on you okay and say it like this once you have that to-do list made that anxiety can go away
0: it's possible you know you know
1: what your tomorrow is going to already bring right so why would you be nervous about it because you already know Mm -hmm. You, you already know
0: yeah and that's that's the other side to that for sure yeah um
1: I guess that's how our brains work differently. Like, my immediately re, immediate reaction was opposite of yours. Mm-hmm. Your immediate re- reaction was if I had to make a to do list before bed, I would have anxiety about it. And my immediate reaction would be like, I would have anxiety thinking about all the things I have to do. But if I put them on paper, it would go away
0: because
1: <laughs> it would be there, it would be permanent. It would be done. okay.
0: And yeah, that's 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 fair. Um, that's a fair way of looking at it for sure.
1: And neither one of them's right or wrong. It's just how you think.
0: Right. Um Yeah. Uh but like regardless, I'm my mind makes that to-do list for me when I wake up. Okay. Um so we're coming up on an hour here.
1: All right, so let's shift a little bit of a gear here. Okay. On glass number two of wine.
0: I should have brought a second mango cart. <sighs>
1: I'm sorry, baby. That's okay. I, I, I
0: never, I never, start never, the get through, one. I yeah, never get through. I never get through. Never yeah.
1: even start it. So I was like, "Ah, oh, you just need one," and you, you've already done it. I think this was a little bit heavier. Yeah, for so us. I was drinking more. Like, like we we we've been going through this one a little bit more. And I, I don't think either one of us are in a bad place. I think we're both happy with what we're saying. Yeah. And I don't think that either one we of us. we need to have this conversation. Yeah, I don't we think either to one of unpack us. this. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of our therapy.
0: Yes, this is our therapy. Like the podcast is our therapy. Y'all are just listening in on our on our therapy sessions without a therapist. Yes. Without a mediator, which is sometimes not great.
1: Which you yeah. and I have way different opinions on. Yes. Um, uh, but I, maybe at the end we can touch on that. But mm-hmm. let's let's go to this. In your 33 years old now, mm-hmm. how did you think marriage was and how is it ending up?
0: <sighs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um Marriage with you is totally different than long-term relationships that I've had before. You are a totally different personality than any of the other men that I have dated ever. And that's where the difference is. That's what makes the difference, I think. Um, It's hard, harder than I was expecting. Um, like I said this last night that I feel like I can't keep up mm. and uh, I'm feeling like like it feels like like it's this, it's this constant uh, it, I don't know where this where this constant pressure comes from but it's like I feel like I have to be able to handle everything like I should be able to Go to work without any problems. Have, you know, be as productive as possible. Come home, cook dinner, have all this energy. You know, come home, work out, then cook dinner, dinner, and then go to bed. Mm-hmm. And, ha, and be totally fine being able to go to bed. Um, being able to fall asleep. Which, if I didn't have medication for that, I don't think I'd be able to do. I think I'd just lay there all night. Um, just, So, so it is this pressure to be to to be this this quote perfect person to be this this good wife um, that I that I don't know if I'm ever I don't I don't think I don't know if it's unrealistic or if I just don't have the capacity to be it.
1: Okay so when you were younger did you ever think that like marriage would be a situation where you felt you had to do more or was it just going to be a natural I'm here
0: I thought it was going to be a just I'm here cuz my my last serious relationship before you that was that was how it was mm. was
1: but that relationship ended right Oh that was the, is that the one where you started becoming manic Yes okay So, but was the relationship going toward marriage or was it just,
0: at that point, probably not because I was having, he was addicted to video games Mm -hmm. and I was having issues with that. Um,
1: So you were with a guy who honestly was more concerned with not you or anything else, but his own hobbies. And there are a lot of men who are married who are like this, by the way.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. He um,
1: um, he was like think about like like even I like look at my hobby is is hunting, mm-hmm. and through the winter you are infinitely patient with me. Mm-hmm. But also on the flip side of that, I give you times. If you tell me this is a time I need to not hunt, I don't go hunt. Yeah, you know, if it's a wedding, if it's if it's a ren fair i will take weekends off of hunting to do stuff with you because mm-hmm. that's that's important
0: <clears throat> right um so but the um the long de- the long-term relationships i had before it was not they were not as intertwined as you and i are
1: okay so you had your own life, and they had their own lives, and y'all were almost roommates who just had sex?
0: In a sense, yeah. Like, the, the last relationship I was in, before you, we didn't even, we didn't even combine laundry. Mm-hmm. I did my laundry, he did his laundry. And his entire closet was in the basement. And my entire closet was in the bedroom, so we had we had separate entities for that to be possible. Um,
1: and why did y'all do that?
0: I don't know. It just it just came naturally. Okay. Um, when uh, I first moved in, how is that
1: natural? <laughs> that seems so unnatural. Okay.
0: So the way the house was made up, um, it was very small on the bottom, and it had a huge basement where he had like all of his instruments and stuff. He was a musician. Um, uh, not and not for, like, not, like, per- professionally. He just had a lot of instruments and could play a lot of things.
1: I can play everything. Uh. <laughs> not
0: well. Play well. <laughs> um, and we didn't have walk-in closets. So you know how much clo- how many clothes I have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. have all the clothes. And I've, I've always been that way. Um, so he offered to take all of his clothes out of the closet in the bedroom and put them downstairs. Because mm-hmm. there was already racks and stuff above the washer and dryer and everything. Um, so I was able to take over that closet and, and
1: still filled it up, huh?
0: Still filled it up. Yeah. And if you and hadn't
1: filled it up, you'd have bought more clothes to fill it up.
0: <laughs> my, my hamper was in the bedroom. His hamper was downstairs.
1: It's just a hamper, man. I know. Okay.
0: Um, well, no, wait,
1: what, what? you like, didn't have
0: separate hampers. I would separate if he put any of his clothes in the, t- in the upstairs hamper, I would separate the clothes between whose clothes they were. And I would do my load of laundry and he would do his load of laundry.
1: Okay, so you forced this.
0: Maybe. But he never said anything about it. Yeah. Um, we also rarely ate the same dinner. Mm-hmm. He ate like a teenage boy. That was one of my big pet peeves about him is that he ate like a teenage boy. Chips and pop and... Coke. C- yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Pop. we
1: kind got a Coke you all, Dr. Pepper Sprite. Yeah.
0: <laughs> coke. <laughs>
1: That's a southern thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, and I was, I was making at the beginning. I was making all these healthy meals, mm-hmm. and then I got fired, and then I fell into a depression, and I was making pasta every night, and I gained like twenty five pounds in like three months. Yeah, that'll do it. So that happened. Um, um, yeah. So I. So like, yeah, there was a lot of ups and downs in that relationship, uh, just me wise, mm-hmm. like my my own ups and downs. Um, and he was pretty patient. I think th- I think it was just like there was very little that bothered him. And and I don't know, and as far as I know, I was the first I was the first um, partner that he'd ever lived with. So I don't know if he was just putting up with everything. And not saying anything, or if he really wasn't bothered by anything. Like he might not have
1: been. Like it seems like he was
0: very easygoing.
1: Yeah, it seems like y'all had y'all's very own life very calm. Y'all y'all had each of y'all's y'all's own life. Right. Like like I said, like you didn't you didn't share a life. You yeah. you you each had your own lives.
0: We cleaned together when I asked him to. That yeah. was a big thing. Is was, that, was, that was one of the pet peeves I had with him is that he wouldn't clean unless I asked him to clean.
1: Okay. But usually. But he'd never give you any guff about it.
0: Right. He would just, he would just start cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: so, I, I I don't know. He seems like just a guy who exists.
0: I, I think this is my... He was very nondescript. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I think that's my big thing about me and why I'm challenging.
0: You are challenging.
1: A- and um, it's because I'm not nondescript. I'm... I have a personality. I am a very... I'm not gonna say aggressive. I'm not mean. I can be mean, but like I, I just I have a way about me that is not gentle in some some sense. Although other times it's the most gentle thing you'll see. Mm-hmm. Hey, fucking Gemini. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's uh, maybe I am a true Gemini.
0: Yeah, it's possible. Um,
1: um, but it, it's that like whereas if you won't comfort if you want to never be challenged i'm not the person Mm -hmm. and i think that's because i don't mind being challenged like when you if you challenge me if you push me i find that to be such a huge part of love is to look at the person you're with and say i think you can do better i think you can be better I want you to be your best person, and you're not doing it yourself, so I'm going to challenge you to do that. I'm going to push you to do that. That is going to be my responsibility is to bring out your best, and that challenging, and, and if it's housework or if it's coding, if it's you picking up your viola and playing again, it's always something that i'm like you need to push yourself a little bit more because you are comfortable and my biggest problem right now is i'm comfortable i hate being comfortable
0: and that's where you and i differ completely
1: and i am 44 years old now Mm -hmm. and i'm comfortable and it's weighing on my mind this year more than any other year of my life
0: and that's really upsetting to me
1: but i don't like being comfortable because I think comfort makes you soft. It takes away that edge. It takes away everything that that gave you excitement. Mm. There was a time. Um. i uh, Do you mind if I I talk about your father right here? No, go ahead. Okay. I bet there was a time that your your dad had an edge to him. But you saw when that edge was gone, and what happened. He just—he's just living, he's just being there. He's exi-
0: he exists. Right. Yeah.
1: I don't want to exist.
0: Right. I don't want our marriage to ever be to ever resemble in any way, shape, or form my parents.
1: Right. But beyond that, I don't want to just exist. Mm-hmm. I always want to have that challenge, that edge, that that. And when you feel so comfortable that you don't even want to be close to that edge, what makes you? anything what gives you life you know are you just lying to yourself about life like the edge is where you feel the most alive Mm. i I don't know that's me
0: okay um that is yeah that is completely authentic and completely right um I just always associated marriage with comfort. Yeah. Um, I associate relationships with safety and comfort. Okay. Because, <laughs> because that's all I ever wanted.
1: <laughs> 100% understandable. Okay, so getting back to the original question. So in your earlier years, you thought like marriage was about safety and comfort. Yeah. Even
0: though even though i'd had a very very bad example.
1: Right. Okay. So i'm i'm like my example wasn't good either.
0: Right. And i think that that um that view of marriage, the the comfort and safety view of marriage definitely came from media. Okay. That was that was media and a few friends who whose parents were just oh, just unbelievable.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Like the the the, the um uh, uh uh the boyfriend before the last boyfriend.
0: Yeah, and who, even and even
1: like family is still your family.
0: Yeah, and even the guy that I was dating right before you, um, before I moved down here, his parents had this amazing relationship.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: His mother was unbelievable. I'm gonna start crying again. Um, yeah. So.
1: So let me ask you this: You talk about her. I want to. This is one of those like we're we're now unpacking and unfolding, and we have to wrap it up. But it's like we're 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 really getting to a good like. Yeah,
0: we can go until like one one and a half hours.
1: Okay, so one of the things that um, I want to I want to say is, you look at that woman. You admired her, obviously. Yeah. Are you trying to emulate that, and is it just like? Are you like, okay, I'm not that person yet, but I want to get to that person. I want to be that person. I want to be that little bit better. I want to look at their life. Look at who she was. Look at what she did, and I'm going to try to to be that. Or are you like just like she was great, and that was a thing, and I'm going life is life, and I'm just rolling through it. Mm. You know, for me, I look at men who who really are great husbands and fathers, And I am neither the perfect husband nor father.
0: Nobody's perfect husband or father, and that's okay.
1: But I look at men who are the things I am not. Patient. Understanding. Um, Non-judgmental. I don't think I'm judgmental. That feels like the wrong word to say there. I have expectations which are... I don't know how to have expectations and not put pressure,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I don't know. How, I don't know if there's a word that means that, but that's that's kind of in my mentality where I am. I have these expectations of you and these wants of you, but I don't know how to put those towards you and not put pressure on you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's that's one of the hardest things that like I deal with. It it, it sounds weird. I don't know if I've ever told you this. But you look at me and you see this person and you say these things, and I'm like, you don't understand in my mind every day. I'm trying to not put that pressure on you, but want to pull those things out of you. You know, want you to get to that next level, want you to be so much better than walking in and seeing you sitting on the couch looking at TikTok. And, or, you know, you being like, I don't like my house or I don't like. I can't grow these plants like I want to or whatever it is that you complain about, I'm like, I think you can overcome it. I think you can change it. I think you can beat it because I have that much faith in you. Like I have so much faith and love in you that I'm like, there should never be a complaint that you can't take care of.
0: Mm. And I don't associate that with love. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, And maybe it's because I was... Maybe it's because of the family dynamic I grew up in, but criticism and there was no motivation. There was no encouragement. There was constant criticism. And that constant criticism just pulled me down.
1: Right. And and I understand that because it's hard. It's hard to voice your concerns to the person you're with without it sounding like criticism. You know? Yeah. Um, If I cook a meal... And I think uh, cooking is my love language to you a lot. Yeah,
0: which I appreciate.
1: If I cook a meal and you don't like it, and there are meals I know you don't really like.
0: I don't like sausage.
1: I know. (laughs) If there are meals that I cook and you don't like, and you would say, like, say I cook a meal and you're like, um... Run, I really think that you need to change this or this. I would like it better if you did it this way or that way. One of them barbecue.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, originally, we started barbecuing. Um, you didn't like it because I used lighter fluid, and you. Were I like, didn't
0: like it because it was so smoky.
1: And no, this was before that.
0: Oh, uh, it tasted like lighter fluid. And
1: you like you have a chemically taste mm-hmm. to your food, and I was like, okay, I'm not burning off my lighter fluid long enough. Now I've gone to a chimney and, and started my charcoal, so that's gone. Mm-hmm. It's so gone that you have you don't even remember it. And yes, sometimes I, I smoke and I put my meat on a little bit early and it ends up getting too much of a smoky flavor. It gets dirty smoke flavor. Mm-hmm. And if you say, Hey, this has a bad flavor to it, I really don't want to eat it, it would I understand it would hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. But the criticism that you just gave me, I need to take that and, like, be like, okay, wait longer. Do this. Research more. You know, I'm not, I'm not great at smoking meat. It's, it, it's not my natural thing. I'm a griller, not a smoker. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's just, to me, like, when you give me criticism on my food, I don't take it as a bad thing. Like, I I need to take it as a good thing. I need to take it as, I'm not, I'm not Gordon Ramsay. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not Bobby Flay. I I don't make the perfect food. I need to adjust this to you. And, yeah, there are certain things that I'm just like, I want sausage in my gravy tonight.
0: That's fine, and I'll just avoid the sausage. and I'll give it to you. It's not a big deal. But the sausage we have isn't
1: real good right now. I need to, I I don't love the sausage
2: we have.
0: Okay. (laughs) Um yeah it is hard for me to to associate constructive criticism and suggestions with love mm. and with a not with, malice Yeah it's not malice because yeah because <laughs> the f- because my nuclear family was just it my yeah it it just wasn't good
1: yeah, I understand. I I ask this: How do you want to have something brought up to you where it doesn't hurt you?
0: I would like it if you said it in the kindest way possible.
1: I don't know what that means. I
0: know you don't know what that means. Okay. That's, that's the other <laughs> thing that's troubling: is that you don't know what that means.
1: Like, like I, I, I just I feel like what I say is it unkind. It's honest and it's straightforward and the more kind I try to be the more condescending I sound is my in my mind like when you try to be overly con, kind to me I hate it because I feel like you're just you're being condescending like you can't take this I'm going to take I'm going to treat you like a baby and I'm like no I'm an adult if you have something to say to me say it if I get mad about it, I'm going to get mad about it. Your job is to be like, and hey, hey, you're mad, but that ain't my fault. And what you're mad about is kind of bullshit. You need to take your 10 minutes, mm-hmm. go away from me, and deal with your shit. And literally, that's kind of all I need. Like, that. that's, that's the perfect me. Because, like, when you criticize me, yeah, I'm going to get mad. Everybody does. But like if if you're also strong enough to tell me how to deal with myself, you know, turn, be the neck, Mm. then it's like, okay, I got criticized. She is now going to let me go. She's not going to take my bullshit and my defense. She just told me to leave her alone and let me go deal with my own shit. And literally within like 10 or 15 minutes or how long it takes me of like sitting outside stewing, mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, she's right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to come back in and be like, okay, I'm sorry. And I'm, you're not going to take the bullshit and you're going to get what you want. And to me, that is the perfect solution. Like to me, that is perfect.
0: And that is still something that I am trying to work on. Because my initial response that's been ingrained in me since probably fucking birth is that when there is anger I need to fucking run or I need to shut down
1: yeah your thing is you you, you not, shut down
0: yeah I don't and then you take my abuse well. yeah you,
1: you take my abuse which you don't have to
0: but because I, I, I all I did was was take the living with a narcissistic parent yeah. like that's all you do. You take the abuse because yeah, you can't escape.
1: You can't escape. But now you're an adult woman mm-hmm. and you could tell me to go. Like you could tell me, hey, you need to go outside for 20 minutes and yell and scream and do whatever you got to do, but you are not going to do this to me. Because that's that's your right. That's your responsibility. That's your not responsibility, but you're right. You, you have that 100% right to tell me not to be an asshole to you. And I am. I have to deal with that and go, I am being an asshole because I am being an asshole and walk outside and like grunt and scream and just tense my body until like I have that energy out of me. And then I come back in and be normal. But if you hold me in that situation, it never works. It never gets better. Because literally, you holding me in that situation is doing the opposite of what I need to do, which is to release that energy. Does that make sense? Right. So.
0: Okay, I'm going to counter that with, you should also be able to initiate that for yourself.
1: I understand. Yes, you are right. I should be able to initiate that for myself. But just like anything else, when you're in the moment, when you're in that 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 you when you have all those feelings when you have so many feelings you can't listen to yourself what do you do go to a therapist right
0: Mm-hmm. yeah in that
1: moment i have too many feelings to listen to myself and you're asking me to listen to myself
0: you need to stop talking tapping the table because i'm pretty sure the mic is picking it up it might be
1: <laughs> sorry um but you see what i'm saying like like I have too many emotions at that second to Mm -hmm. listen to myself. So it's like you could be my, you are my therapist. Right. You are the person who tells me, hey, stop, go do this. And what you're asking is like you to already know what you're doing.
0: And see, I guess we can can get to therapy. This is, this particular thing that we're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. Like this is where I know that you would benefit from actually going to therapy. Cause it would give you the toolkit, the tools in your toolkit to be able to initiate this this hey calm down or hey step away moment for yourself. Because you have this underlying anger that I feel like is always bubbling yeah. at at you know at the at the bottom. Of your of your soul or whatever. Right. Of yourself always. But I don't want that to go away. Why?
1: That underlying anger is part of who I have been for 44 years. It is part of me. It is always going to be there. And to take that away takes me to a muted place. It takes me to a place where I lose a little bit of edge. And I get I get too comfortable. Mm. I get to the point. Like if you take everything away from somebody that made them them, what makes them them? Like, I understand that there are certain parts of me that I have to forgive. And I understand there are certain parts of me that I, we have this, this very different thought process on compartmentalization, you and I.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think at the root of what compartmentalization is, we are on the same level. It's just how we get there. Because I don't think you can exist without compartmentalization. Because I don't think you ever truly let anything go. I think you just have to figure out how to accept it and put it as part of your your person. Your biggest regrets in life are never going to go away. They are always going to be there. Whether... And this is my problem with therapy, is they try to tell you they have to go away. They don't go away. They never go away.
0: Yeah, a good therapist doesn't say it has to go away. A good therapist is... Tells you is, to deal with it? No, well, is is, hel- is helping you journey through it and helping you to grow around it mm-hmm. and move forward.
1: So when you say the word grow around it, mm-hmm. so you've taken this one piece... And you've basically put it in, I don't know, a container. <laughs> no. <laughs> and no, no, no. Think think about it. Think about it. Think about what you just said. And think about it as not being contained. What you're saying is literally, I'm going to take this, I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to grow from it. I'm going to put it in, I'm going to put layers of growth around it, and I'm going to move forward. That is the same thing as compartmentalization. I'm going to put this in a box and I'm going to learn from it. Sometimes I have to open that box back up and remember it so that I know who I am. But that's not a bad thing because everything has brought us to this point. So to me, the thought process of not compartmentalizing something is weird because I think we compartmentalize everything in our lives. Because I I don't think – how do you not compartmentalize something? Like, what are you going to, uh, uh, eternal spotlight, uh, eternal sunshine of a spotless mind? You're just going to erase it? No, it's still part of you. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I I think therapy is great for people who need somebody to talk to them and tell them what they need to hear. What they What they already know they need to hear.
0: I mean, a good therapist also brings things to light and...
1: Challenges and, you? And
0: that and also... Let leads you down a road down and I in, to an idea that you didn't think of before. Okay, things that you don't realizations that you would never have realized on your own. You think so? Yes, absolutely. Oh, okay. That's happened in my in my own journey with therapy for okay. sure.
1: And um, maybe that's the part that I'm missing from from therapy.
0: Right? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I think you've had bad therapist experiences. Well, I just feel
1: like as far as therapists go, is like. I already know what they're going to say. I've never had a therapist give me an epiphany.
0: Okay.
1: You know what I mean? Right. And maybe that's the thing. Is like if I went to it long enough, I'd eventually find a therapist to give me an epiphany. But how much do I have to go through to get to that?
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I think that you've had epiphanies. Mm -hmm. And I think you're willing for epiphanies. But I think that, like, for me, I'm like, I already know, like, my demons. I know a lot of my demons. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of my trauma. I know all these things about me. I don't need to rehash it for you to tell me exactly what I already know. And I just don't have the confidence that I could ever find a therapist who could unlock that epiphany moment for me. Mm-hmm. i said epiphany way too many times. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, your therapist would be a completely different kind of therapist than my therapist. Because I'm not going to, we're not going to get into the details or anything. but you have significant trauma. And see, I cry for you. <laughs> um, when we were in couples therapy, like, we were trying, we were hashing that shit out. And, um... And I'm the one that's crying.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, even now, you have more emotion about me than I do.
0: Like, you... (laughs) Your therapist would be, like, a very... Not specific, but a very experienced trauma therapist.
1: Do you think I have PTSD? Sure. Oh.
0: Absolutely. I I don't... (laughs) I think your, your trauma is, like, you have, you have guilt and grief that manifests itself as rage. <laughs> Maybe I can be a therapist, but. It's, um, and I know, I know you want to keep this angry part of yourself because you don't know who you are without it. But I don't think it serves you.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, maybe I need <laughs> to the therapy. I, I I don't know because that's 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 pretty deep, like what you just said. Because, yeah. um, I I don't know. I've had this. I've I've had it for so long.
0: Right. Like, and I could say the same thing. Like, I have had depression since I can remember. Yeah. I don't know what I am what kind of I don't know the person that I am without depression.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because I've never not felt it. But would I like to get rid of it? Would I like to would I like to know what that feels like? What what's the tragic thing about when I was manic was that I thought I had finally hit a point where I was no longer depressed.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's what kills me. Yeah. Every time I think about it. Because that feeling was unbelievable and I was in this I was experiencing so much joy, but it was it wasn't real.
1: You know, if I went to a therapist, you know what my main issue would be? What's that? That I cannot allow you to be not depressed. I would take I take so much responsibility. For you not being depressed. And like I hate when I, I upset you. I really do. Like and I do it way too much. Like I, I'm really shitty. Like I'm a shitty person. And I know that about me. And like but like my my thing that I want to make sure like I would go to a therapist because my only thing is I have to figure out how to make you not depressed. Because you're my wife, and that's kind of my job to do. So I have to figure out how to make you not depressed, but I don't know how to do that because I don't have those tools in my toolbox. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of pisses me off, so I just use that. <laughs> but it's handy, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Um, but like, what I'm saying is, like, you know, it is a, it, it is like. I would have to go to a therapist just to understand you enough to try to make you not feel the way you feel felt your whole life. Like, like, I understand you feel your best with me, but I also understand, like, how do you take away this underlying depression that's, like, always there? Like, what can I do for it? And a therapist is just going to tell me there's nothing I can do for it, by the way. That's why I hate therapy. <laughs> because... And all they're gonna do is be like, "Now, hopefully the they they never actually say that to me because that would be like my turnoff of therapy. They would understand that like what what I need is for you to give me ideas. I need you to give me things to do. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with you telling me what to do, but you trying to give me forgiveness, I don't need that. I don't need forgiveness. I need ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um." I don't know if that makes sense to you or not. No, it does. Okay. So, and, and I guess that's my, my point of therapy, my, 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 my resistance to therapists. Also, I think that, we talked about this the other day, there are 50% of therapists who are shitty, the shittiest 50% of therapists.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, like, not every therapist is good. Like, there's no, there's no, there's no recourse behind this there like if you get a shitty therapist how how badly does it mess you up mm. cuz you're already in a vulnerable situation
0: right and and it, i guess it depends on how many sessions you've had with that shitty therapist but like, like I, we as humans
1: we as humans and we as americans are sheep mm. like we're we're sheeple we we don't i don't
0: uh, think you and i are sheeple
1: we are like, I don't, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, like, I have no, like, I'm not going to insult people and be like, I'm not a sheep, you're a sheep. No. Okay. I, I think we are, we as humans and as people and as Americans, we are all sheep. You no, know, whatever you're following, you're following. Mm-hmm. You know? Um. But, but what it is, is part of it is we are dogmatized to this, I don't know if that is a word.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it's. It kind it of seems sense. like it should be. It makes total sense of whether it's a word or not. So, yeah.
1: We're dogmatized into this thought process that therapists have answers.
0: Indoctrinated, I think, is the word you're looking for. No? No.
1: Maybe. Both. A little it's, bit of both. Yeah, something. It's like a, a dogma of, like, therapists being the ones who have the answers. hmm And I, I guess <clears throat> indoctrinated to think that therapists are always Right. Because you just paid this person to be right.
0: No, you're paying this person to listen.
1: Eventually, a therapist has to give you advice, right? Right. And, and like, even from the start, the therapist gives you advice. Mm-hmm. And you walk out of there thinking that person is right. Have you ever walked out of a therapy session and be like, that motherfucker was rogue as shit? Yes. Okay. I have not been to enough therapists.
0: No. Um. Like I told you, there was a particular therapist who... Told me that maybe my my narcissistic parent is not as bad as I think it, that they are.
1: Okay, so and I
0: fucking walked out.
1: So you have to be, but like, but that you was under- the
0: first session that I had with that, with that therapist. But
1: do you understand where I'm coming from? Where they have so much authority,
0: right? Yeah, I, I'm, just, and I think I think low key you're experiencing intimidation. From the idea of going to a therapist.
1: Oh man, I don't know if it's intimidation or if it's a sense of I don't want to give up that control of me.
0: Right, you don't want to be vulnerable.
1: I don't like being vulnerable. I know you don't like. Being I, vulnerable. I don't like that vulnerability mm-hmm. of.
0: Nobody likes really being vulnerable.
1: Yeah, but it's it's so.
0: But you're, and but again, you, your case is different. You're vulnerable. You're you're. Raw vulnerability, vulnerability is very intense.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not something that is. It's not
0: pleasant. It's not. It's not. In, it's not really. I mean, it's I mean, not it's, endearing at it's all. It's not endearing. I'm, I'm sorry. Not, yeah. Like, I'm
1: sorry for you. I'm sorry to you for having to have know of me. <laughs> you know, I I'm sorry that you know my my, the shit I've gone through. Because it's it's not easy. No, it's
0: you know, not like, easy. Like you can't to know. look
1: at me and be like, "This is this is a man who is normal." Right. No, you look at me and be like, "This is a man who has to be broken," and that is a truth. Like, like, and I'm never going to get into this on this podcast. Because
0: <laughs> no, we're not going. We're not going. We're not going to do specifics. Um, um, probably ever, and that's. That is okay. That is your right. You yeah. don't have to tell your story no, if no, you don't want to.
1: No, that's not not going to ever happen. I feel like I am so well adjusted right <laughs> now in my life for what I have, where I I've, I've come from.
0: Oh yeah, I think it's amazing that you are functioning mm-hmm. for sure. Do I think you can improve? Absolutely. Okay, I'm
1: good with that. Okay, and like I want you to challenge me to do that. And the only thing that I have an issue with is like going to therapy to do that. And I think that's where you need me to be.
0: That's my main advice.
1: Oh, man, because we're so different on that. We're so different. I'm like, what if the person I go to fucks me up? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have that trust.
0: If I do my research, I just want you to consider this. You don't have to. Yeah, I, like it's, it's
1: so stupid that I go to therapy because I get like 10 free sessions a year. I That's get free awesome. therapy from my company.
0: Do they? Do you have to pick from their list? Yes. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. I was gonna do it through um, my therapist network. Um, but
1: but I, the list is probably very extensive. It's not like a small. Yeah, company. I'm, I'm
0: sure. Um, but yeah, if I do the research, and if I if I find you, I don't know, two or three therapists. Yeah. Will would you consider going to them?
1: I would. I, uh, this is the other part I have with therapy is I think it's going to take me so long to break through. Mm. Like, like, I feel like you are so open to therapy that like, it is like the first time you're ready to go. You, you like, let the healing begin.
0: No, I'm like, let me get all this shit out and put it on another person. And so I l- they can feel my feelings too.
1: Okay. See, my first thought is you have to earn this.
0: Why? Because
1: like, I don't. This is my shit. It's all mine. You didn't earn the right to have this on you, and, and and it's it's a fucked up thing, right?
0: It's not a privilege.
1: It is a privilege. To me, it is a privilege for me to give you I guess my like, virginity. Is it's like I'm giving you my virginity? Okay, I I'm understand that. Giving you my most
0: like, sensitive cause part, right? Because you you entrusted me with that knowledge. Mm-hmm. That you don't give to ninety nine percent of the people that are in your life. Yeah. So I get that. Um, so I mean, in that sense, yeah, it 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 is a privilege. Yeah. However, it's different because in this with a the therapist situation, it's different because you're paying them to listen to you. Right. And you're paying them to be that person that you unload everything on. That no other person in your life could possibly put up with, except for this person.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't know. I don't know how to. I don't know how to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Like that, 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 that is a point for me. Mm-hmm. That is a hard point for me. I don't know how to get there. I don't know how to walk in that room and sit down with that person and look them in the eye and tell them all that bad shit that has happened in my life. Whether I created it or I did not create it, but it is every part of the bad shit that I have to deal with. And I'm going to tell that person, and my only reason for telling them is I gave them money.
0: No, your reason for telling them is because this is for you. You're doing this for you. Yeah, but see...
1: I could tell a tree.
0: A tree can't talk back to you. A tree can't. This? a tree can't emote to you and show you. What huge, What are they gonna do? Show Just you humanity. Fake...
1: <laughs> <laughs> they all they're gonna do is fake emotion to me. No, they cannot understand me.
0: A good therapist is empathetic. Yeah, but a good therapist feels for you. There's and genuinely cares for you because that's what a good therapist is. As they went into that profession because they have- I will break them.
1: <laughs> that is my other thought. I'm going to fucking break you. And
0: no, you won't break a trauma therapist because they've heard so much worse. And I'm sorry, baby, there there are worse I, things. I, no,
1: no, no. Every day, every day I know that. That is like the one thing that gets me through every day. No matter what is wrong with my life, no matter how bad my shit gets, I know someone has had it worse. And and I, I 100% believe that. Mm-hmm. Like that I think is the most healthy thing I could ever think is whatever you're going through someone's had it worse. All right? I might have gone through all kinds of shit. I've never been raped.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that is always worse. Yeah. So like my that's that's just my thought process. Mm-hmm. Is like so I will never say like somebody has hurt it all or can't, or I I have it the worst than anybody. No, I really don't believe that. Right. So, all right. So, <laughs> I hope, and guys, if um, y'all are listening, if y'all have some advice for me on how to become a therapy patient, y'all hit me up. Y'all hit us up, okay?
0: Email us at couplexypodcast at gmail.com.
1: Um, let's wrap this one up. Um, I feel like we've gotten like really emotional in this one and, and you've cried like three times. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, um, it gave you all an insight. Now this was one, we came in here to do this and guys, um, looking at our, our kind of our statistics, y'all seem to like this kind of stuff better. We just talk about stuff. So if y'all Let's do us. us, yeah. so if y'all do like this more, let us know drop us an email like send us a DM or whatever and uh, we'll try to do like more of these they are hard
0: yeah they're very hard like we're gonna have to talk about this after we get off air
1: yeah we're, we' we've <laughs> we're challenged right now
0: yes like the fact that the I think the mediator here is the microphone mm-hmm. <laughs> and the fact that we know this is gonna get out to other people right because if we didn't have this microphone if we didn't have this medium, We this conversation probably would have ended a while back.
1: And we'd have been a lot angrier.
0: Yeah, and we would probably be separated right now. Not not separated, separated, but like separated. Like physically, physically.
1: because I think both of us would have had our feelings hurt. Right. But going through it this way, my feelings aren't hurt. Yeah, mine aren't either. I feel like what I said was well-received and what you said I understood and took without anger or prejudice. And so that is, that is kind of the essential part of what this is, heart therapy.
0: Right.
1: And so I, I really thank you guys for listening to this one. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed it and I hope you got something out of it. And maybe- Yeah, these
0: are like, this is, these are real raw conversations that we have in a basement. Yeah,
1: while we're <laughs> drinking. Yeah. Because in, in vino veris-
0: In vino veritas.
1: In vino veritas. Yes. Um,
0: and I think we did, today, like, we did what our mantra tells us to do. So,
1: Which is to drink and have just an honest conversation about something.
0: Which is to be kind.
1: Oh, we were. We, I think we were kind. Yeah. And, uh, um, guys, it, like, literally, <laughs> I hope somebody else has a conversation with their significant other like this one, if you're going through something, because I feel like today helped me love you more
0: you baby likewise.
1: All right, so for all your other guys out there be kind.
0: Listen and take care of each other and we'll talk to y'all next week.
1: Bye. Bye.